0: I'd like to welcome you to WCPTAM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday brunch with your gay best friends. Now, please welcome your host, Scott Duff.
1: And a happy Sunday fun day to everybody out there. Welcome to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with Ellen Miller. Good morning, Scott. Good morning and welcome back. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's a beautiful day to be back. It is gorgeous out there it today. Is. It feels like spring. I know. I heard We're, I miss some cold weather. You did miss some cold weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Friday was not fun. I heard it was not fun, but that's okay. I had the day off, so I just sat at home, good in front of the got fire. Cozy. Yeah, I got cozy. It was old mahigga,
0: mahigga.
1: Girl, I'm, I'm telling you, it's hmm. the way to get through winter. I'm sure. Hygge. And then we get you know the February fake spring. It's a little early this year. Yeah, I'll take it though. There we are. I Can't believe we're in, we're in February, already. What? What?
0: I know it flies by, and February is a short month. Pretty soon we'll be in March, but that's another story. There
1: we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed, Bill, it's February, and that means that uh, at the end of the month, it's time for elections. What? Yes, indeed. Dun, 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 dun. Yep, on February of, 28th, yep. voters are going to decide whether to re elect. They
0: better decide because everybody I talk to hasn't decided. <laughs> including me. <laughs> including
1: me. Maybe we'll find out some information I today so. because voters are going to decide whether to re elect incumbent, incumbent Mayor Lori Lightfoot, or welcome new leadership to the city and uh, LGBTQ political organizations, Equality Illinois, Victory Fund, and LPAC. Are going whole hog. They're, they're, they're behind Lori Lightfoot. Uh so we're gonna be speaking with Lisa Turner, executive director for LPAC, a little bit later on this hour nice. to find out how they came to this decision.
0: We need to know. We need to know and these you things. Know I know we all well. need to know.
1: Yes, indeed, indeed. Uh and also that means that uh Seats on city council are also up, uh yeah, coming up a lot as of well.
0: People retiring, et cetera.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this year uh we're gonna be speaking with uh, Andre Vasquez, who is currently the alderman for the 40th ward, uh who is running again to to take that seat. Uh that's my he's my alderman. So I'm very Good. excited to have him on.
0: Excellent. I look forward to hearing. I know what, I have uh, a very big say. concern
1: about a stoplight.
0: Okay, then maybe this is your chance. This is
1: my chance. The only this is the reason why I had him on. Mm-hmm. I need to. I need to. I got to talk about my my stoplight. Yeah,
0: got to take your keep your priorities
1: in line. So there you go. It's such a dumb thing. I want a flashing yellow light, a flashing yellow arrow. Where? At Rose Hill and Clark and Ashland, mm-hmm. going north. That's a rough one. It is the longest light on the planet. Mm-hmm. And when someone gets home late from work, I e me. You're
0: sitting there you for sit nothing there
1: forever. And there's no flashing going yellow. by. A flashing yellow well, arrow. I
0: think after today, he's going to want to take. I your, think he definitely take will. your advice. He yeah. Definitely
1: will. You know, and of course, uh, we're we're there. Things are back. Last night was the Equality Illinois Gala. Uh, and coming up, uh, World of Chocolate, yeah, okay. Chicago's yeah. sweetest party and fundraiser benefiting mm-hmm. AIDS Foundation Chicago, returns in person on February seventeenth at Union Station. going to speak with uh, Madeline Miley, director of events and special initiatives for AIDS Foundation. Uh, she's going to be joining us uh, in uh, the second hour. I'm mm-hmm. very excited. Be delicious. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna pass judgment. I heard. I get to pass judgment. You're I get to have chocolate and pass judgment. So my favorite judge, things. What
0: do you judge? the best chocolate? The chocolates. Uh-huh. All of
1: the, All of you them. To taste all of them. All of them. Wow. All of the chocolates. That sounds fun. There we are. And you know what? We wouldn't be out in Chicago uh, and celebrating our 10th year without prizes, prizes, prizes. So today we are going to be giving away a bunch of tickets to go see Le Ballet Trocadero de Monte Carlo at the Auditorium Theater on February 11th. Which is very, very exciting. And coming right uh, up this it's, weekend. I know, it's this weekend. Super duper excited about all that. Um, and I'm sure there's stuff I'm supposed to read about contests. Oh, here we are. Yes, so there are things about contests. If you're going to be doing this, just remember: contests running on WCPTA20 are open to listeners 18 or older and residents of the Greater Chicago Land Northwest Indiana area. One entry per person, one winner per household. Void where prohibited by law. Listeners may only win or qualify to win once every 30 days. Complete rules are available on our website at WCPTA20.com by clicking the contest tab. There is all that, and you, you know we've got a great show. What's going on? We're going to be talking about what, what is going on with the GOP. That's going to be the 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 eternal question. It's so weird. I don't yeah, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. And we we'll would love to that. hear from you. So give us a call at 773-763-9278. That number again is 773-763-9278. Of course, you can find us on Facebook, where we are coming at you live. Just head on over to Out Chicago Radio. And while you're there, give us a like and a click and a share and all that good stuff. But if that doesn't float your boat, you can always tune in on WCPT 20. And when while you're at it, why not follow WCPT on all social media at WCPTA. Eight twenty on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikToks. There we go. So Ella Miller, you mm. were gone last week. You were on your blues yeah, cruise. Yeah, go. Luckily,
0: I am fortunate enough to be able to go every year, uh, and didn't go twenty twenty two because everybody was freaked out over Omicron, which was a big mistake. I should have gone. But anyway, uh, another great cruise. You know, it's like this family that gets together once a year, and because yeah. uh, you know a lot of the people, and you know, you know, every, I mean, it's like a it's crazy. It's like un, it's unlike any cruise that's out how, there.
1: How many people are on 1800. this? Eighteen hundred. That is so many people.
0: Eighteen hundred. That includes about four hundred musicians. Right. 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 And um, although I was looking at the cruise, I said to I wrote to Kathy. People look so old on this. I oh, guess no. I I go, and I go <laughs> dot dot dot. I fit right in. Oh no! <laughs> no, I mean you know the thing is I have been going on this cruise, Scott, since nineteen ninety eight. I know, and those people that were in their 30s and 40s in 1998... Are
1: Are no longer in their 30s and 40s. No, and they say people
0: go. And also the cruise has gotten to be a bigger deal. We're on more expensive boats, which the boats are cool. You know, we started off on these old kind of uh, tin can boats from the 50s, Uh because, you know, it was... And 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 it was only like $1,000, $1,200 for the week. But, you know, now it's like quite a bit more than that. Oof. But as you go up uh, in class on boats and, and the amount of artists that you have, you're going to get people with more money and older, retired people. And, you know, so there's a bit of that. But there, it's just there's it, the jams go on all night. And, you know, I cannot I have fo- I cannot have miss Fomo
1: anything. The I, I cannot
0: miss anything. So it's like I'm tearing myself away from the music at 4 a.m. to go upstairs and go to bed. Yeah, at 4 a.m. Well, of course, my, that's how you. And then the next day, you know, I want to up get out. By nine. To, I want to go to St. Martin and or go to St. John or go hear this uh, seminar about you know blues guitar. The music starts around noon on the ship if there's if you're at sea. So, it it's not the most relaxing
1: vacation. But it is no, it's relaxed it's, it's not the most sleepy. Sleepy. It is relaxing and fun and full of of everything that is. is delicious and delightful. And,
0: and I'm very fortunate because as a as a musician, you know, I'm not a you know, I don't make a living playing music, but I do play music and get paid occasionally. I get the opportunity to play with some of the greats, and it's just girl. I was, there was
1: one picture of you that I was like, "Hello, rock star!" Even though it was blues, but definitely I was like, "Uh huh, all right." You looked so great just up there with your harp, yeah, just you going. Do. See, I know the lingo now. Yeah, you do. You've know, yeah, this, this hanging
0: around nine, ten yeah, years.
1: The, the yeah,
0: I, I'm. I'm lucky because uh, I know a lot of people they I get invited, and there were not as many harmonica players, so I got lots.
1: Oh, lots! I of got invites. lots of invites. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that t- who, t- was the, who was the? He was. The most fun that you you had. I'm sure. Well, like it's hard to pick.
0: It's hard to pick. Well, Billy Branch, who's my mentor, yeah, was on yeah. the ship. He and his lovely wife Rosa, and, and he brought me up to play with him on a couple occasions. There's a guy named. He's called Mister Sip. His real name, I believe, is Castro. I forget his last name, but he's from
1: Mississippi. He ah, hence the name. name. I thought he just enjoyed coffee, right?
0: I didn't. It took me, but he's been on a few cruises. But he is like a uh, he. He's like we go to church when he plays, and it's just like. It's like nothing else, and he took a liking to me, and he had me up on his jam stage like all the time. He, you know, he his jam started at one thirty,
1: a.m. <laughs> a.m. Okay, good. That's what I right. And yeah.
0: uh, so I really, I, I got to know him better, and and just he was, he was gracious to me. He liked me jamming, and and that was a kind of jam you don't get to do because it was a kind of a, a trance, kind of like. You know, musician, you stand on the one, you are staying on one chord, and you're just like taking it places uh-huh, uh-huh. with some amazing other guitarists and horn players, and you know. So I enjoyed Mr. Sip. I got to know him a lot better. Uh, my friend Terrence Simeon, who's a Zydeco player, always is very gracious in having me up to play with him, and he did on during his show. So I, I it was just it was beautiful it was great <laughs> <laughs>
1: but you came back to beautiful weather
0: i came back to beautiful weather i kathy kept saying i'll walk the dogs no i want to i want to, I want to get out and because it felt good you know yeah, yeah, yeah. the it's, sun feels good out there
1: today and it's, it's very it's, strange it,
0: you know hopefully maybe maybe that's it for this it is not it, no, uh, what know, are you thinking are
1: what are you thinking you know we get fake spring. Every followed by second winner. I
0: know. And at my birthday is early April. There was a time in my birthday when I used to like get like 70 degree days. Mm-hmm. It used to be kind of a crapshoot. You know, could it be 30s or 40s or could it be 70s? It's never 70s anymore. It's often snowing on April, well, early April.
1: Well, yeah. It doesn't we last. Said, we said, you know, yeah, it is all moved. Everything has moved. Everything has moved. The seasons have I moved have for to. one month.
0: So anyway, I had a great time. I am very, I feel very, very blessed to be able to go on a trip like this. And Kathy is so nice to encourage me and hold down the fort. And you held down the fort with Tanya Richard last week. Yeah. And,
1: uh, how yeah. Is, how, what
0: have I missed? How have you been? Oh,
1: girl, you know, it's been like the same old, same old kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just kind getting of getting through the winter, getting through the winter, mm-hmm. trying like Christmas trees still up. You know, it will probably stay up again through the end of February because Jerry's leaving. He's gonna he's gonna go work for a little bit mm. um, at the end of the month, so okay, we need nice. to probably we'll probably take that down.
0: Yeah, I mean that'd be a good idea.
1: But the glow. I don't, although we haven't really needed the glow, I, it, the whole thing for me is the glow uh-huh. of the tree. That's the only reason why it stays up is because it's like it's you dark. Like
0: the, the light is. The light is lovely. It's therapeutic.
1: Yeah. It's beautiful. It's wonderful our neighbors all laugh at us and like thank you for keeping it up I'm like you're welcome you know but uh but yeah so you know just kind of getting through the winter and everything uh hunkering down watching watching stuff okay look you know that I I I love me some zombies yes I do I love me some zombies and do. there's there's a show on the HBO Max called uh The Last of Us which is based you on a video game Devin did you ever play it? the the game you did have you been watching the show as well? I'm not giving you my money. Oh, wow. Okay. There we go. That's a hard no. But it, it's a hard no. <laughs> it's based on a video game, which apparently did really well. But here's the thing about uh-huh. like before people turn their nose up and like scoff at video games, the gaming these days, like the stories that unfold within games mm-hmm. are pretty amazing. Like they're really good, interesting stories, you know, and they try to put in these. Need little heartfelt moments mm-hmm. and things before oh, really? you go, and you blow stuff up. Huh. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's look at you. I look. I can't play video games right now because well, I have a problem with video games. I like I love them a little too much. You do. Oh I yeah. Can know that. Oh the violent ones with the shooting and all that. Yeah. Oh, <gasps> I did not yeah. know this. I get buried, but I get wrapped up in the story, and it's also pretty. The technology is amazing. You're like, what is going on here? Like this is, and this was like. A while ago, because yeah. I, I, when I was teaching, I literally had to take my Xbox 360 and put it in a bag in the closet in the guest room so I wouldn't play it, because I would stay up just playing the games. Mm-hmm. It's addicting. It's so addicting, and it's super-duper super fun, and the stories, again, are really cool. Like what this shows? One, this, what shows? I mean, which games did you play? Oh, I played Halo. I was like, I was a big oh, doing you the Halo with, thing with my friend with Master- Chief. Yeah, Master Chief. Yeah, and my friend Cortana. Oh, yeah, and Cortana. I know my whole thing. I, we we've oh, been yeah, over oh, this. Oh yeah, we have. We've yeah. been over this. But The Last of Us. It's it's weird. It's about this it's the last dystopian on the
0: planet or something.
1: Kinda. I mean, basically, it was like this virus, this fungus. Actually, it's like, was spread through, like. Wheat and through flour and sugar and people got infected and went really really fast and they turned into mushroom zombies basically they're all mushroom zombies, uh, but on the third episode I've never played the game so I don't know the characters mm-hmm. because apparently there's a character named Bill that was big. Did you? Am I, am I correct? It's been I'm just a while. Oh, okay. It's been a while. Cool. There's a character named Bill who was very like instrumental. He runs like a safe house. They're trying to. It's mm-hmm. complicated. But they took a hard detour. On this episode, uh, Bill, played by uh, uh, Nick Offerman, mm-hmm. hilarious, wonderful, amazing, mm-hmm. um, and it was about Bill and Frank, who's played by Murray Bartlett. Uh, Murray Bartlett—he first came across my radar on that HBO show, *Looking*. We had, uh, yeah,
0: remember that. We
1: had one of the writers yeah. on the show mm-hmm. and on, on our show, mm-hmm. uh, but he—it's—and it was this incredible love story. Between Bill and Frank, like for decades, you followed them, like how they met, how you know Bill was a, a doomsday prepper, he did not want to be in the world with, with folks. He like so many guns, like in his basement, like things were rationed. He built up this huge protective thing around his house and blah blah blah. And he finds uh Frank. Um and they fall in love and they stay there. And it's the most wow. beautiful love story I think I have ever seen on, t- on television. Mm-hmm. It was like the it, so true to just, I mean to just to like what a real relationship was like. It was, it's wow. gorgeous. I'm doing a horrible job.
0: No, I'm it. I'm getting the gist. But yeah. it
1: is absolutely, it was one of the most beautiful, sweet, sad mm-hmm. love stories that i think i've ever seen you even if you don't watch the whole show you watch should just episode. watch that episode okay that's what i've heard it's so okay good and to see nick offerman play this gay man mm-hmm. who was like i don't know how to i mean he was like a yeah he's like i don't know how to do this and he had, he had never been with a man mm-hmm. before and then the two of them, this relationship blooms and they stay together, it's so it's so well, wonderful.
0: He's very secure in himself, so he can do it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. but it's it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm.
0: I highly recommend it. Oh, I like this, I'm a big fan of Nick Offerman, so. Yes,
1: yeah. yes. Very cool. So is Megan Mullally.
0: Yes, his wife. Yes, there we are, uh-huh.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then there's a new show out. I'm sorry, I'm have to. i launching things off because I've, Go. it's been cold. It's our I'm show, a we do whatever say, we want. Oh, I know, but you know, look, there's this great new show Called
0: Poker Face. I've been seeing the promos for it, and all I can think about is Lady Gaga. I
1: see it. All I think about. Yeah, well, it's it's crazy. Natasha Leone. Yeah. Who I, if she's not a part of the LGBTQ community, I you know I don't know where she is on that whole thing. She definitely is get an honorary member. She's just like you know from. But I'm a cheerleader. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that movie? Mm -hmm. You never saw? But I'm a cheerleader. Mm -hmm. (gasps) Ellen. You need, it was one of the first indie films like in the 90s that was like hardcore like it was about uh, uh, she's the lesbian and she's going through.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. It fell through the cracks. <gasps> I don't know. I missed it. Oh,
1: my gosh. You need to see it. But Crazy Natasha Lyonne. hmm who we love. Mm-hmm. She's a New Yorker. Did yeah. you know that a she's, New a, she's a New Yorker? Yeah. She does the things. She steps outside. She walks around. She does the thing. I love her. She's just crazy and and kooky pants. And the show, which is on Peacock, it's about she uh, has this ability where she can tell if people are lying, mm-hmm. and she won. A, it's Aww. called Poker Face because she won a lot of money, and then by the but. Mm, I don't want to give away the But you liked it. I loved it. It it reminds it's like it is a love song to those like late 70s early 80s like crime procedurals. Uh-huh. You know, it's like Columbo. Basically Natasha Lyonne is the second coming of Peter Falk. She she sounds like him, she looks like him. Really? She <laughs> sounds like, like him. She yeah. does sounds like him and there yeah. we go and she does this whole thing like we're Right now, she the basic premise is that she knows when people are lying, and she inadvertently solves crimes.
0: Wasn't there a show called Lie to Me uh, on Fox? That where he could forget the actor and he could tell when people were. Same kind of premise. You know, he, he knew when people were, weren't telling the truth. Yeah. Same kind of idea. I, I guess, guess
1: same kind of idea. But it's like, it's fun. And they've got these amazing guest stars like uh, Adrian Brody and Chloe oh. Sevigny, yeah. and oh. Benjamin Bratt. We haven't seen Benjamin Bratt in a while. Like, all these really, really cool folks are popping up and the way they tell the story, you know, and then she comes in. Like Columbo, and she's doing this whole thing. Like, hey, here's one thing I don't understand. So, if the, I mean, it's, it's chef's kiss. So, if you love, like, if you need a little, like, Jessica Fletcher had a baby with Columbo. It became yeah. Natasha Leone. There you go. If you need that I'll sort of love in your life, it's on Peacock. It's we're, we're, fun. We're
0: getting through the SAG, uh, AF, SAG, uh, you know, nominated. Oh yeah, yeah, Because yeah. Kathy is, takes her vote seriously, and we have to watch all. We yeah, watched, she should. We watched Elvis last night. Oh, what'd you think? I had, I liked it. All right. Everybody was down on Tom Hanks's portrayal of Colonel Tom uh, Parker, but I do not know what, what he was like, so I can't judge. I mean, I.
1: I've yet to see it. We we're we're still trying to work our way up to it. Yeah, no. Baz Larman is like a, is a lot. The director, he is a lot. It's just like oh, oh she like didn't. Usually... That's Kathy.
0: Yeah, there's part of the way it was fil- uh, done. She didn't love, but I I actually liked it. I thought it was good. All right. I, and what's his name? The one that played Elvis already won the Golden Golden Globe. I can't think of his name right now, but I think he's going to get an Oscar for this.
1: All right. That's my early. Prediction. All right. Well, there we go. Early predictions. Mm-hmm. I love it. There we go. Yeah. Well, listen, I predict, Let's that predict
0: that we go to a break. We
1: do need to go to a break. <laughs> but before we do that, you know what? I think it's we should give away prizes, prizes, oh, prizes. Yes. Oh, yes. All right. Indeed. So, look, we're giving away a bevy of tickets. So, we're just going to open up the phone lines and want you all to go crazy. So, the first five callers, five, you all each will get a pair of tickets to go see Les Ballets Trocadero de Monte Carlo at the Auditorium mm-hmm. Theater. Uh, on February 11th. That's this coming Saturday. So Again, that is the first five callers to 773-763-9278. The first five callers will each win a pair of tickets to see Le Ballet Trocadero de Monte Carlo at the Auditorium Theater February 11th. Once again, that number, 773-763-9278. Why don't we just go to a break right now and let the calls come in? And When we come back, we'll dive into... uh, Uh, Just uh, uh, The madness That is the GOP Mm -hmm. They had a really good week of like hating on queer folk (laughs) It's super duper fun Anyway, we're going to take a quick break And when we come back, there's more out Chicago right here on WCPT
2: Welcome back I'm
0: Fuzzy Amirza. You're listening to Out Chicago on WCPT.
1: And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here, along with Ellen Miller, rolling along mm-hmm. this first Sunday of
0: February. Hey, it did turn February while I was gone, didn't it? I can't keep track. Oh,
1: I'm so sorry. I just lost I, all track of fe- time. My life. Right.
0: February 1st was Wednesday, which was would have been my mom's 97th birthday. Aww. And it is. it was my aunt, Virginia,'s 92nd birthday, who... We'll be celebrating after the show tonight.
1: Oh, right on! Yeah, is Virginia is in and town. My,
0: she lives in she lives in Lakeview. Okay, and she is actually uh, five years to the day younger than my
1: mom. They, they were shared born the same on birthday. The same, yes, that's bananas.
0: Yes, it is. And they're you know we, it's just they're they're aqua- I love my Aquarian women. I just I do. I have a lot of Aquarian women friends, and I just something about the Aquarians. So I don't know.
1: Now you're are you Aries? Is I'm that what Aries, you're yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So does that I don't know enough yeah, about. Yeah, they, the, and I
0: think I have Aquarius as something rising or in my house or in my moon or in, something. It's in the house it's somewhere. In the, somewhere. In so the
1: basement. It, over it, When
0: I had my my uh, chart done many years ago, oh yes, you you mesh very
1: well with Aquarians. That's yeah. I'm Capricorn, and I mesh with nobody. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's you don't. That's You're right. what it is. <laughs> yeah. They're like you don't get along with anyone. I'm Capricorns, like really. They're they're tough. I, I guess. I don't know. I think I got something we rising. We love them. We love, we love our them. I know we've got a lot to do. You do. We have things on our to-do list. You do. That happened. There we go. Um,
0: Thanks to all the callers who called in.
1: I know. I know. We'll be announcing those winners uh-huh. shortly. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but in the meantime, yeah, uh, girl, what again? Yeah, what? What? What is going? What is going on? What is going on? I don't. I am so confused by the GOP and by their the weird outrage that people are feeling especially towards drag queens. Like I don't I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't like even in like why why now why now is everybody really worried about seeing people in drag uh, you know they're trying to make everything outlawed everywhere they like that is one thing that they are focusing on right now but in the meantime they're like the wackiest and quite frankly the dumbest members of the GOP are moving into powers of yeah, leadership roles and it's so and they just I, I know I didn't want to talk about her anymore but MTG uh she is showing her butt. You know, she's like literally. Even if she wears those cotton panties and if she farts through it, did you see that tweet?
0: I have not been on social
1: media. Yeah, for the they were, week. well, no, that was it's an, oh. an old one. But she was talking about like how masks don't work, and and your elected official, your elected representative in in Georgia. Uh, Tweeted out. Like, if masks don't work, if I wear oh, right. a pair of right. cotton, cotton underwear, like that's good right. cotton underwears, and I fart, and you can still smell it. It's like...
0: That's right. Oh, I, I do recall. I, I think I blocked that out of my I know. mind, it's Scott. Just, but you're right.
1: It's just like yes. she is... She's ridiculous. She's on these committees now, and she gets to talk in front of a microphone, which makes her just sound even more stupid. Claiming how you know uh, uh, an elementary school in Illinois received billions of billions of yeah, right. uh, dollars to uh, to fund Dry Queen Story Hour. Like it's just like it's it's so.
0: The inmates are running the asylum, known as the GOP.
1: I know. Yes, but it's like, but it's so they're not focusing on any no, is, issues No, all they're they're,
0: not are, bo- they're just they're, they are opposed to everything that that, that 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 the democratic party is for it's just a, a the, the the party of no the party of anti and the party of fear you're right. Why are they grasping but, onto these? This, but it's not. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's these weird. I mean, we know why they're grasping onto it because they feel like it's a hot button it's issue a hot that button they issue can. Among their they can talk about this. You know, if we bring it up every time it comes up. Yeah. You know, there is it. It just it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. It makes zero sense to me, and they are. They claim to be like we're running on the economy, and we're running for you know low inflation yeah, right. and lowering gas prices, and they're not doing doo doo about any of it. They just want to, and they, because every time they talk about the you know the economy, it's it's doing okay. Inflation is you know, a little scary, but like the jobs report that came out was like hey, fantastic, and, and the
0: mortgage rates are dropping, guys. And this you know the economy is doing is doing fine. Yeah. And the, they're the lowest... They, they appeal to the lowest common denominator. That's what the party should be called, the lowest common denominator, because that's what they're all about.
1: Yeah. And grievance. It's about it's grievances. It's grievance, yes. It's- they, they,
0: they they grasp onto negativity, and they hold onto that fear and negativity, and that's their whole thing. And I, I'll i tell you, I got back, and I started listening last night, to, so I'd be ready for the show today. And I am exhausted by this party. I am exhausted about the balloon crap. I'm exhausted (laughs) about how they... Everything has to be partisan. Every effing thing has to be partisan. They have to criticize Joe Biden because he didn't shoot the balloon down. You know what? Put your efforts into something more positive. You don't know what the Defense Department is telling Joe Biden about how and when to handle this. They are so quick to jump on... The negative train on everything. I am sick of them. I am absolutely. I really. I was listening to the CNN this morning. I'm like, I'm sick of this party. Yeah, I really am. I'm yeah, exhausted yeah. by their negativity.
1: Well, well, I mean, everybody jumps on the negativity train too. I mean, think about it. But, the Dems do it as well. But they Not do it to, more. But they, do, <laughs> they, <laughs> they do more. They, they do win. it over like they do it over dumb things.
0: They do it over dumb things. Yeah,
1: it's what it is. It's like
0: it's like you know the classified documents. It was not a big deal when they found it when Trump had them, but of course, you know when Biden had them, it was just an all-out you know. Oh yeah, the hypocrisy is,
1: is weird. They're, they're, yeah. they've all,
0: they're very they're, they're 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 nothing but hypocrisy in that party. Yeah, they're they're the party of hypocrisy.
1: Yeah, and they are trying to drum up their base by uh, you know threatening that you know drag queens are coming. They're grooming drag your queens kids. Coming, grooming kids. It, it's all this grooming. the Year of grooming. That's what's going to be happening this year. And it's just that's their bleh. favorite
0: word. Yeah. The woke. The anti woke.
1: Anti woke. Yes. That, you yes. Know,
0: Desantis has got going yeah, on in yeah. Florida. Come You've on. got
1: uh, stupid. You know, dumb dumb mtg yeah. uh, you know talking about how critical race theory is designed to uh make white people be inferior and of course we know that it's not taught in the schools that she's thinking about of it's just been, not. 21 states have uh tra- attempt, are attempting to tra- to ban uh transgender um uh, gender affirming healthcare uh right now it's going on there uh 45 was blathering away on oh, on Truth Social um, the other, earlier this week, you know, vowing to to punish doctors and hospitals who provide gender affirming care, and he went so far as to say he'd ask Congress to pass a bill saying there are only two genders. Like it's just it's so weird. You got Florida. What is going on? Like Ron DeSantis, they're all just trying to like out cuckoo each other. Yeah. You know, uh, there's even there's a movement in Florida uh, that would like all female student athletes in the state to submit information about their menstrual cycle. This is
0: um, This is insane.
1: It's it's like wait what? What? It's it's bananas. It just like none of this none of this is helping anybody. It does not help anyone to go after drag queens in Story Hour Uh, and and drag in general. Like Arkansas, they're they're putting up bills where like if you are wearing clothes of the opposite gender. It can be a felony. So now we're talking about you can't see things on stage. Any like classic Shakespeare, most of those involved with the people like dressing up in disguise. Mm -hmm. Twelfth Night, one of my favorite ones. Mm -hmm. You have Viola who is disguised as a man for most of the play. Like it's just it's I, I I don't get it. I don't know what's going on. It's madness. Let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Steve in Chicago. Welcome. You're on out Chicago.
3: Hello. 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 Hello, Steve. I, I, <laughs> what I keep reminding people, we've really got to keep this in mind, the Republican party has nothing to offer anyone who's None. not a millionaire or yeah. a billionaire. Yep, nothing. So what they do is they is they go after organi- or they go after groups that they think don't have a lot of power, like drag queens, like black people, et cetera. Because that gives their supporters something to focus on, and gives them an opportunity to go to those people and go, "We've got to stop the drag queen, Give us money. We've got to stop CRT. Give us money." Yeah,
1: yeah, it's, it's nothing but it's, it's nothing but how they're raising money. You're right. It's it's a fundraiser.
3: Exactly. It's it's not at all about. They they know there's no problem with it. They know it doesn't hurt people. It's pick a weak group that we know we can beat up on and get away with it. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean I, and specifically I, I found out this recently about Marjorie Taylor Greene um, There was a really great essay about her that came out a while back that I only just recently read she grew up in a town in Georgia that literally drove every black person out in
2: 1920
4: oh um, yeah
3: well and so that so that's the that she was raised in yeah. was, unless you're a white Christian you don't belong here
0: yeah
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, sadly, yeah, you are. That makes uh, sense for her.
3: That is their mindset. Is ap- unless you're a white Christian, you don't belong in America.
1: You are unfortunately that's really correct. The, that is Steve. really
0: their unwritten rule, isn't it? Really, yeah. that's how they yeah. act, and that's how they legislate.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Steve. Thank you so Thanks, much for giving Steve. us a call thank you for and giving us uh, your input on that. Yeah, it is. It's just. It's mm-hmm. bananas, and they're like again, they're focusing on, you know. So you brought up a good point. They're they're bringing up groups that they like. They can't, you know, they feel like that are marginalized, right. that don't have uh, as much power, uh, and that can't fight back. Well, here's the thing that's really unfortunate: is that people within those groups are paying the consequences. These states that are passing all of these anti-marriage laws, anti-abortion laws, uh, redistricting for votes—like mm-hmm. real people, real lives—are being affected over doo doo. Mm-hmm. It's like the dumbest thing because i don't know because coco show now wants to go and and read where the sidewalk ends to to kids in drag it's it's ridiculous it's let's go back to the phone fun. and talk to jim in chicago jim welcome you're on out chicago Hi, hey, jim
4: good good afternoon good afternoon all uh, the human prediction business took a real beating uh, this week when they predicted 120,000 jobs, it turned into half a million jobs. You're only up by like five to one. Yeah, and that would have been, that would have been a tremendous story under any circumstance. I I, I, I remember 1969. That was the lowest employment uh, in a great year. You could go to college frankly for free. You could take a series of jobs, quit them if you didn't like them, get another job. Uh, I'm looking forward to an economy like that. Uh, the only thing that killed the story would killed the story was the lead balloon story. Yeah. <laughs> that had to come along. You know, like, like the Chinese. That's their that's their uh modern version of spying, you know, it a, a huge balloon <laughs> over the United States. Like how obvious can you possibly get? Uh but I mean, it was all over the uh you know, the uh news faces this morning. You know, the first story they opened with is a lead balloon story. But the real story is the job growth story. Yep. Yeah, and the economy is, is certainly uh, improving dramatically, and we've got Biden coming up with his state of
1: address. State of the Union Tuesday. on Tuesday, yep.
4: So I think things are looking up, I and mean, you guys have a great show. And thank you very much for taking my call. Thank
1: hey, Jim, thanks so hey, much Jim. for giving us a call, and thanks for reminding everybody that the State Same of the Union Tuesday is night. on Tuesday. So make sure that you, you know, carve out some time to watch. I think it's really important to know what's going on yeah. in the country and to hear from the from president. the president, sure. see what's going on. Um, he had a very good week. Uh, there was a weird, weird week, you know, with this balloon yeah. thing that happened, you know. Yeah. But like I said, the jobs reports came out, and it was, like, far... Su-
0: and it, mortgage rates are dropping. Yep. And that's a real... Gas
1: prices are still kind of fluctuating, going, they're going back up. Are they? Mm, yeah, from what I, I mean... It was under $4 for yeah. a while. And yeah. now it's back up to the, oh. at least here in Chicago. Okay. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I think it was a good week.
0: <sighs> I was in Florida. They were comp- com- complaining because the price for gas was $3 down there. Oh, I know. I said wait, we 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 love when it's three dollars. I know. It's it's
1: amazing. It's like I'm filling up everything.
0: <laughs> they don't there have the taxes that we have. Out, uh, so.
1: Let's go back to the phone real quick, and we can check in with Roosevelt before we head to a break. Roosevelt, Roosevelt. welcome.
3: Good morning, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Real quick, uh, Ellen. Yes. Charlie Muscle White or the Seagull Swall Band. Have you ever played with them? Those are our local. I've seen both of them. And uh, you know about Stiegel Schwab, band because you work for XRT. And they're, they're the guys that used to always play their music. And Charlie Musselwhite. And i have seen Charlie Musselwhite like three or four years ago at the Blue
0: uh, Charlie uh, spent a lot of time in Chicago before I was a blues harmonica player but we have become friends from the blues crews and he's a dear man a wonderful player and a great 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 human being and Siegel Schwal, Corky Siegel was my first influence as a kid I'd go see him at the local teen uh, like the roller rinks would have a teen concert and Siegel Schwal would play and he was really the first person I ever saw play harmonica Live And um, in later years, a couple of people came up to me and said, you know, your style reminds me of Corky Siegel. This was people in New Orleans. And I'm like, well, no one's ever said that. But he was my first influence. And I have been able to tell Corky that on many occasions. So uh, very familiar with I don't know that Corky and I have actually played together, but we have been on the bill on different. Uh, we were on a blues fest together a couple of years ago and. Uh, He is a he's a great guy, and I've can after all these years, I can call him a friend as well. So, thanks for bringing up those two great guys.
3: And uh, to the politics, what do you guys think about? I don't know if you heard the audio of Andrew Iverson, where he basically says that their plan is to, you know, uh, on November fifth, the month of the election, that uh, they're going to claim that the Democrats stole the election. Did you hear the? The audio. And did you see where, like, uh, on Thursday last week, a reporter asked, uh, um, the speaker, uh, was the, uh, policeman that shot that young lady, was he doing his job? And he said, yes, which, uh, blew a gasket. And you know, who's, uh, mind, uh, Trump. So both, uh,
1: both things. What do you guys think about uh, that? B- well, I have not heard either uh, of those. Those are new to
0: me, too, uh, Roosevelt. I'm sorry I haven't been in touch with those two subjects. That um, was gone, and I don't know if—did it just come up?
1: Oh, yeah, Thursday, last, apparently. Yeah. Last week, yeah.
0: I mean, well, the, the woman that was shot, where was, where, where was that? Where did that happen?
3: Well, the woman that was shot at the insurrection—I'm sorry, I kept that information out of here. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, they asked, a reporter asked uh, McCarthy, uh, what do you think, did, did, was the police doing his job that shot her? Oh, Okay. okay.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and he said well, yes.
1: Well, that's good because at least he's sticking to that story as opposed to when he got up and said that Trump was responsible for the insurrection, uh, and now he quickly walked <laughs> that back. Um, yeah, I'm waiting TikTok on on DOJ to come in and like, we need to move a little bit quicker on this yeah, whole situation because I uh, the accountability people need to be held accountable. You've got people who have asked for pardons who are now in positions of power within the House. Who you've got stupid Matt Gates who's saying we need to to say the, the the pledge of allegiance before every vote. You know, oh, um, before every thing, and, and they're like, well, no, you can't lead the Pledge of Allegiance if you are going against the, the country, like you did in with the insurrection. He was on with Ari Melber earlier this week, talking about, like, well, hey, uh, did you not ask for a pardon? And he, like, tap-danced around that. He's like, well, no, you said you were going to ask for a pardon if you so clearly you felt guilty. It was oh, it's just a giant poop parade. Horrible. Uh, so, Roosevelt, thank you, thank you so Roosevelt. much for Thanks calling. For uh, we'll definitely look into in. to, to those other things, too, but You know, Kevin McCarthy is just driving me crazy. The spineless acts of of a man who is now beholden to a group of. Cookie pants Yeah, they people. sure are. They are kooky pants people. They
0: made their bed, and they're sleeping in
1: they it. They are sleeping in it. But listen, we've got to take a quick break, uh, uh, and when we come back, we're going to be speaking with uh, Lisa Turner, who is executive director for LPAC, uh, which is dedicated to getting uh, queer folks and queer women elected to office. We're going to talk about the Chicago mayoral mm-hmm. election, so uh, stick around. You're listening to Out Chicago right here on WCPT. Mm-hmm.
5: I'm Honey West. Welcome to Out Chicago on WCPT.
1: And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with Ellen Miller as we roll along. We are now in February. And as you know, on February 28th, voters will decide whether or not to reelect incumbent Mayor Lori Lightfoot Mm -hmm. or welcome new leadership into the city. And, you know, uh, some LGBTQ uh, political organizations like Equality Illinois, Victory Fund and LPAC uh, are endorsing. Mayor Lightfoot, uh, and to uh, help shed some light onto uh, the process and this decision, we are joined uh, by Lisa Turner, executive director for LPAC. Lisa, welcome to the show.
2: Hello, thank you for having me.
1: Thank you so much for taking time out on a Sunday. We really appreciate it. Uh, but before we jump into our, our our talk about the Chicago mayoral race, can you let our listeners know a little bit about the history and mission of LPAC?
2: Absolutely, uh, LPAC is now in its eleventh year. It was founded by a group of out um, LGBTQ women who were looking for political power in this vast um, environment that we all uh, exist in. And the mission of the organization um, is to elect LGBTQ women at the local, state, and federal level. It's our sole mission, and we're the only national organization that does that.
1: And we give snaps yes, to that right now you. is what we're saying. So when you so this is a national organization, and you're you're kind of yeah. zeroing in on on certain races, Clearly we have you know an out an out and proud lesbian and our first lady, uh, you know as well, and here in the city of Chicago. so what what is the criteria that a candidate needs to meet in order to get an endorsement from LPAC? Well,
2: their candidacy, first and foremost, needs to be viable, and um, they have to go to, uh, and answer a, vig- uh, a rigorous questionnaire. Um, they have to be uh, solid on LGBTQ equality, women's rights, reproductive freedom, and social justice. If you meet that criteria, then our board of directors um, will vote on an endorsement for for a candidate.
1: You know, I wish we had a. a- A J pack, a gay one, so somebody could have done that with uh, George Santos. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we're gonna find the real George Santos somewhere. He is being held in a building somewhere, and this person, I don't know. Anyway, but I I digress. But I digress. So those are some really uh, hard, staunch, uh, great points you know for people to meet. When you were looking at Lori Lightfoot, what were some of the specific policies and actions that led to the endorsement of uh, Mayor Lightfoot for re-election?
2: Well, I think, you know, she's a very strong um, political figure. We knew and we endorsed her in 2019 as well. In fact, it was the the winter, I believe, the very dark winter of 2018, that we were one of the first national organizations to see the viability of the mayor the strength in what she was campaigning on we knew that she was going to expand lgbtq equality not only in the city but stand for it as an elected official and at that time there was not an african-american um, lesbian woman that had rep- that represented any of the national cities across the country And I think between her moral convictions as well as, you know, we knew that she would be an excellent executive with her background, that we felt like the city and the community at large would be in good shape. Lisa,
0: what do you say to the people who say to me and uh, to whomever will listen, anyone but Lori uh, not happy with her. Where we are on crime—I mean, that seems to be like a broken record around around town. And I, I, and the other thing I'm hearing from a million people is they don't do not know who they're going for right now. So it seems to be a very open field. The polls—I know before I left on vacation were up and down. Yeah, they're all over the place. Uh, and, and all over the place. So how, I guess my question is, what do you say to these people that are never Lori, not anyone but Lori? And how do you grade her? What's your report card on her? in the first four years of her administration?
2: Well, you know, I I don't think it takes, um, we don't have to look too far backwards and remember that Lori was considered the running mate for President Biden, for candidate Biden at the time. She was in the mix. And there were articles written up and down. She's, you know, she's a woman, she's diverse, she's racially diverse, she's from the Midwest. And she's highly competent. And there was calls that, please don't pick her. Chicago needs her. Her rapid response to COVID, the way that she has handled and worked to bring people together. I mean, of course there's criticism. What woman in America that is an elected leader doesn't have bows and arrows at them all the time? trying to attack them. It's no surprise the number of challengers and no surprise the majority are men.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I concur well, with what you say well,
1: there. Do you sure. think that a lot of... See, so here's the thing. I, I asked somebody... Who is, I, I am on the fence about uh, Mayor Lightfoot. I was 100% behind her uh, during the last election when it came down to, especially to the runoff between uh, her and Tony uh, uh, Preckwinkle. Preckwinkle. We had them both on our show. Lori, I found to be, Lori, sorry, Mayor Lightfoot. I should be more respectful. She was very forthcoming with her answers as opposed to uh, Ms. Preckwinkle, who did not answer a single look. She's incredible the mm-hmm. way she can dance around the thing and be like, oh, that was- her politics that was well. a not answer but thank you for that um you know I, I agree with you wholeheartedly that her response to covid was absolutely amazing there are some things that she has said she's was going to improve and, and has had a big struggle I understand that the criticism of people coming towards her you know there is misogyny that's just going to be baked into the cake because that's how it rolls but I personally had a lot of hopes since she had a relationship with the with Chicago Police Department that we would really start looking at the policing. We'd be in a better I'm not place. talking about crime like people like you know about which which is you know on the rise everywhere, but I'm just talking about how fair policing and fair policing practices that that is where my big concerns are with her. What did have you, in your research with LPAC to endorse her have you have you seen improvements with her relationship with the with the Chicago Police Department?
2: Well I can't speak to that directly because we're not um, you know looking at that specifically do we hear that Do I hear that Do I see it on national news shows? Have I seen her be uh, a target? of the right wing for many years now, absolutely. Do I think that a full term after COVID, does she deserve it? Absolutely. I believe that any mayor, any elected leader that was able to take a city as large as Chicago, you all are the third largest city in America. Mm -hmm. And she was a first term mayor and, and not unlike other mayors in this country had to make her way and look out for you all. I say that that was absolutely incredible what she did. There yeah. is definitely some improvement for a lot of people, so I say elect, re-elect her and give her that chance to make those amends and move things forward for the city.
1: You I, know, can't, I yep. can't
2: disagree
0: with you, on uh, that, you Lisa. Know Lisa.
1: Lisa, thank you so much for you know that is exactly what Ellen says. She's like you know she's got the experience. She had four years under yep. her belt. Let's see what she can do when yep. she doesn't when she isn't handled a big old. Literal poo-poo platter that's going on there. Uh, Lisa Turner, Executive Director for LPAC. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us and for talking about this this race. Uh, Have a fabulous day.
0: Thank you, Lisa. Thank
2: you both. Thank Thank you so
1: much. We've got to take a quick break. And when we come back, it's the second hour about Chicago right here on WCPT.
0: I'd like to welcome you to WCPT-AM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday Brunch with Your Gay Best Friends. Now, please welcome your host, Scott Duff.
1: And welcome back to the second hour of Out Chicago. Scott Duff here, along with Ellen Miller. Mm-hmm, as we're rolling along here on a beautiful, beautiful it's Sunday. A beautiful winter Sunday day. Hey, it's gorgeous out. Mm-hmm. You know, the sun is such a game changer. It is.
0: <laughs> I, I, before I left, remember it was like. There was no sun for days and days yeah
1: yeah and it's then you, depressing. Uh, yes you know, it is
0: yeah but now i feel. I but, home see, I
1: felt, feels but that's why you can kind of like you gotta that's why i leave my tree up that's, i'm telling you you got the, the light. glow let
0: there, be light. let there
1: be light going on there and and you get to kind of uh feel the love behind uh a, a, like cozy comfort cooking mm. look i made the best chicken and dumplings <gasps> The other I night, long chicken
0: and dumplings. Girl, that is such a homie little
1: treat. Girl, New York Times. New York oh, Times oh. is never wrong with their, a with their food. their
0: simple recipe like that they, they're
1: embarking they're so upon. Good. Oh, yeah.
0: What did they do to make it? Did they, like, you know, did they?
1: They just made it delicious. They just made it delicious. It's good. Okay. Yeah.
0: It's just the dumplings are just like a flour and they're water little, that you dump it in there. Did they have tarragon or something in them? No, no buttermilk. No. Oh. oh, oh, oh. I discovered a new buttermilk trick. It's not really a trick, but. <laughs> what? You know how a lot of things call for buttermilk? And you know who's really got buttermilk laying around? And you have to go out and buy a whole thing of it for like. Mm-hmm. I've been buying, I bought over the holidays buttermilk powder.
1: What you is that? You can either that? add it to water
0: or regular milk. And I, 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 u- I used it in recipes over the holidays I would normally buy buttermilk for. Couldn't tell a difference. All right, and it sits, and you always have it in the pantry.
1: Okay, I'm gonna have to check this out because I. It's a little. Tr- although we use buttermilk a lot, though. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Southern.
0: Yeah, you're I got got a southerner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a southerner in the I house. Get that. You, do. you know,
1: we gotta have that. we gotta have the buttermilk in the house. Look, we're gonna launch our new like cooking radio show. It's I love it. Team. Tips. It'll be fantastic. T- tips from Scotty and Ellen. There we are. But, uh, but in the meantime, we, we've got things other things to talk about. No. Uh, you know, later on this hour, we're gonna be speaking with uh, Madeline Miley, who is the director of events and special initiatives for AIDS Foundation Chicago. Uh, their annual fundraiser, World of Chocolate, is back in person uh, coming up on the 17th Mm -hmm. uh, at Union Station. Which, I love that building so much, so beautiful. Have you ever
0: been to an event there?
1: I haven't. It's going to be my first one. I've been to a couple. They're fun. I'm very excited. I'm very excited Mm -hmm. about that. Uh, And I'm also excited uh, for our next guest, because as you know, uh, we don't Oh, I'm sorry about that. I thought I saw something on there. Never mind. Uh, We are trying to We are waiting to get in touch with uh, Alderman Andre Vasquez from the 40th Ward uh, to be joining our conversation, because we know the municipal elections are coming up. um, quick question for you, sure. Ellen Miller. Sure. So, how much do you think misogyny is is taking is is at play right now with with this current election?
0: Oh, totally. I mean, I was just saying it after you know, a woman always has a much is, is under a more of a microscope than than most men in every political and every in lots of things yeah. in, in positions oh, yeah, of definitely. leadership. And I think Lori. You know, ha- had Lori been a man, I don't think there'd be nearly, nearly the vitriol about her and and her last four years. But they're already like looking at her, in my opinion, with a skewed view. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, yeah. and I agree with uh, with Lisa, who was on in the previous segment from El that you know she was handed both a pandemic, a worldwide pandemic, and riots due to the uh, the George Floyd murder in our city and. Right. You know, it's easy to criticize, but whoever had experience doing either one of these things in recent, you know, right nobody. Yeah. And uh, yes, everything can always be done better. We know that. But I think she is the victim of of, of being a woman and a woman that doesn't always come off as being, uh, you know, uh, shall we say light and airy and kind of, you know, she's a tough woman. Yeah, she's, but, you know, you want a tough woman in that role, yet then you criticize her because she's tough. People are not still, I don't think people are prepared to see women be tough still in this world when it comes to politics. hmm a man who's tough is tough as strong. A woman is tough
1: as be in front of her name. Yep, she That's sure it. does. That's my she sure does. thanks for asking. Well, there we go. I just wanted to give you that opportunity because <laughs> Thank you. you know I it's gotta, true. We got to talk. True. We got to talk yeah. about it. Like I said, misogyny is baked into the cake all mm-hmm. over the place. Uh, but again, uh, there the municipal elections are coming up at the end of February on the twenty eighth. City council seats are are also going to be on the ballot. And uh, joining us now, uh, who is the current alderman of the fortieth ward is alderman Andre. Vasquez uh Alderman Vasquez welcome to back to the show good morning thanks for having me back of course thank you so much again for taking time out I don't know this is a very busy time for you um uh as as somebody who is a resident of the 40th ward personally I would like to thank you I think you're doing a bang-up job uh so thank you let me say that
5: no thank you for saying that it's definitely been a. Uh a challenging three and a half years, right? I think mean, we've all had a lot of hurdles. Um, but I, I appreciate you saying that as we continue to make sure we take care of the neighbors uh, during the next... In the future, that they
1: have coming. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, one of the things that I really have been inmo- so ad- just appreciative of is how open and transparent your office is. You are, I think, your communication with the ward. Uh, before I go on giving you flowers, uh, huh. what uh, can you remind folks who exactly makes up the 40th ward? Because it is a big LGBTQ community within that.
5: Oh, absolutely! I mean, the 40th ward is—I uh, think, if I remember correctly, 58,000 neighbors, and it, it covers Andersonville, Edgewater, Lincoln Square, Bowmanville, Westbridge. Um, it's incredibly diverse and intentionally inclusive. Yeah. Um, and and we're grounded in making sure that government is open for everyone, and that people know how their government works so they can hold it accountable.
1: Yeah, and and you have been again with that openness. You have been so. You're, the lines of communication are always great. You even pop in to those annoying neighborhood groups, <laughs> you know, like that that happen Next on door social stuff. Yeah, that, but you know, the stuff where people just like, and then again, there's another eyeglass store open, and you know, and, 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 and like, and if somebody if invokes your name, you will you genuinely chime in you'd be like oh hey thank you so much for reaching out here's where I can be reached here's the thing and here's the answer to your problem like I, during covid I thought you were so you and your team were on top of everything um, I was so moved by like your giving back to the community throughout your 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 time as alderman Um I came out and volunteered when we were passing, when when the vaccines were being rolled out. Uh, and you know, it was just great to see the support that you have from the neighborhood. You know, you over the past three and a half years, what have been some of you, the accomplishments that you are most proud of?
3: Yeah, I, th-
5: I think you, you named some of it, right? Like, I, th- I think, first off, uh, I, no one person does it alone. I think we've done it together as a community. Absolutely. Yeah. Neighbors. Right. And like neighbors like you being able to help. So I think one of the one of the things that I'm most most proud of is um, the neighbor network, which was created um, a little bit before the pandemic, but really took off after. Right. I think during the time where we didn't even know if we could be in public spaces together, I was very concerned that people become more isolation is. But what we saw is that neighbors stepped up to make sure that they were sewing masks before they were available, that they were working as a volunteer program to make sure folks are vaccinated, to be able to call our seniors um, and make sure that they had the resources they needed. So I was very proud in being able to do that. Um, I like the fact that we've created open government here in the 40th when it comes to decision making. So whether it's zoning, whether it's our menu budget, whether it's micro grant program, which we established this past year, Neighbors in the 40s get involved in committees. We make sure people know how the decision-making process happens uh, in a way that leads to better results. And we've also been able to change things at the city level, right? We uh, introduced the Gender Identity Ordinance, which allows folks who live in this, uh, work in the city to live their authentic selves, right, to be able to put their pronouns up the documents to make sure that if they didn't want to divulge any information, they didn't have to. We want to make sure that people in this city avail themselves of all the support systems, and know that we're all one community. And so, other being able to do that to increase infrastructure, to make sure our, our public transportation system is working better, we just want to make sure that people get their bang for their buck when they think about where their tax dollars are going.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. amen to that. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. So, you know... Uh... It's so funny. We, we were talking about like you know, of course, the mayoral race is, is happening, and yeah. every elected official was just handed a a, a a smoldering dumpster fire, you know, when when taking office. Yeah. You know, wh- what would you say? What are the things that you learned during your first yeah. term? Like, what is what was because the, the learning curve had to have been steep. Just like, whoa, all right, now we're doing this. Okay. What, what did, what, okay, no, the, I mean, go ahead. Yeah. What, what did you learn?
5: Yeah, we started with nothing. And I'm not exaggerating in saying that we we had to find our own office a year in. We thought our had our legs underneath us and then we got hit with a, with a pandemic. But I think what's interesting is, is in the conversation you all were having prior is it, really the way misogyny has affected are constantly affects everything, right? It's not only the expectations that people might place on, on a mayor who's a woman from the LGBTQ community, and all those things. It's also why we think to, uh, to associate that toughness is something that is needed in a role, right? We mm-hmm. think that the patriarchy has a thought thinking that men have to be tough leaders. And when you set up unrealistic expectations, you're going to get bad results. Like, I prefer that we have the kind of leadership that we saw under Harold Washington that builds coalition together across identities. And it's not necessarily about tough, because you can't tough your way out of the environment we find ourselves in, but there is an opportunity to heal by bringing together and building a community. And I think we should have conversations about what we think those narratives and programming are in the way that makes us think that we need somebody tough, like when we talk about crime, right? Tough on crime is something people talk about every decade, and it hasn't fixed it. And I think we should really re-examine roles and narratives and the way they affect the way we make decisions.
0: So, yep. Alderman Vasquez, who who are you, do you have someone you're endorsing for mayor coming up?
5: Yeah, I'm endorsing uh, Chuy Garcia, and there's, there's a number of reasons. Right, I think I, I like you know, to I hear Harold Washington. Yeah, I mentioned Harold Washington before. I think you know. Uh, first, let let's let's be fair. Let's say that uh, Mayor Lightfoot has inherited the worst hand dealt to any mayor in history in the city. Okay. You think about the pandemic, yep. civil unrest, all those things. To your point, there are unfair judgments based on her identities, but it's also about how you navigate during situations. And what I've experienced in the past three and a half years is somebody on the fifth floor who takes things personally and has been more divisive and during a crisis was not taking advantage of bringing people together. I think we need that going forward. And truly has shown that as far as his leadership. I also think this is experience in different levels of government. is something we are going to need when in the next three years we no longer have COVID federal funds and have to figure out our budgets. So I think... He's uniquely suited in the situation to be able to lead us on a more stable path going forward by bringing in people and building the coalition so that we find our own solutions together rather than stay divided when times are tough.
0: So are you at all concerned about some of the accusations with Chewy and the, his ties to Madigan and the red light camera profiteering that they say that he did, that he was a, a recipient of? Because those, because yeah, I mean, the I, I, reason I, I, I bring yeah. that up is because yeah. one of the things we liked about Mayor Lightfoot is that she was fresh. Uh, she, you know, had you know she she came from uh, you know she what didn't come from City Council. And there's a lot of as we know, you know what goes on in city. A lot of people are retiring, obviously, from City Council. But uh, the the old ways, the Madigan ways, have have proven lately to not be what people are looking for in leadership anymore. Tell me why Chewy is. You don't feel that he's a part of that old guard.
3: Yeah, I mean,
5: no, I think those are concerns for anybody that's been in government, and it's absolutely fair to bring them up. I, I think that the, it, it's somewhat interesting that that gets raised up when literally last week we had to stop the mayor from pushing forward a comment 15-year deal yeah. when they only briefed us for 10 minutes on it, right? So I think there's, there's associations, and then there's things that we've seen happen. I actively had to stop a 15-year deal where Chicago would have only got $120 million when they're paying double that just on settlement cases from a bribery scandal. So it's one thing to make critiques about a candidate, but when we're watching during campaign season a mayor trying to rush a deal through that we all have problems with, we yeah. should be asking those parkings as well.
1: Yeah, I Yeah, I, I yeah it, and thanks for that, because it could have been another parking meter situation. I, I, that's what was the, that, the, all the I can think parking about was meters. that, yeah, pushing that, yeah, that, that only right, three aldermen voted against. So Alderman Vasquez, um, should you be should you be reelected? Um, what issues are you are you f- hoping to focus on for your next term? I you I hear you you talk about making this coalition, and and we are we are a city of neighborhoods. Um, One thing that I'm and you and you brought up the budget. Here's one thing that, you know, as a Chicagoan, you know, there are several wards that don't get the the equal funding that other wards get. There are food deserts on the south and west sides. There are, you know, the infrastructure problems that are happening. How are you are you hoping when you should you be reelected to work together as a coalition to make sure that all of Chicago is being attended to, not just you know what what might be you know as as diverse as the 40th ward is, there is still a lot of affluence that's that's in that ward.
5: Oh, a- a- absolutely, and I, I think you said it spot on. Uh, you know, in, in my uh, third year in office. Um, our office introduced an independent budget ordinance. So we, we were looking at the numbers and, and doing it from the council side, which is the first time it happened in about 30 years. Um, and I think we have to be very real about how the segregation that has plagued our city for over a century has led to these results, mm-hmm. right? The 40th Board, to your point, is safer and more affluent than a lot of parts of town. But if you're not investing in communities that need it the most, you're never going to solve the public safety crisis we find ourselves in. That's true. Sure. Yeah, if you look at, you know, people talk tough on crime, and you know, have to, have to bring that back. But when you think about the people who commit crime, you've got to think about the environment and ecosystem they're growing up in that put them in a situation where they feel they have nothing to lose. You know, the the solution to disinvestment is investment. And if we put the resources necessary in those neighborhoods, if we improve our transportation system so there aren't transportation deserts as well as food deserts, Mm -hmm. right? If we create a city that works for everyone, then you are able to really tap into the potential that we all have because we need everyone's experience and perspective to create the better city, to undo the redlining, to undo the disinvestment, to make sure that we have a police Uh, department that is accountable and leads to safety for all, right? Uh, We can do that, but it is going to require all of us coming together to hear all those perspectives and really vet solutions and try to chart new paths forward, because what we've been doing hasn't worked.
1: Now, just to play devil's advocate, do you think that could happen with the current leadership?
5: I'm always an optimist. I think things are always possible, but it's about the speed with which things can move, and you know, there's a lot of tension in trying to make things move, like the environment, right? To have to fight to reestablish a department of environment, knowing all of us how important it is for us to do that as a planet. If you're fighting about stuff like that, which is very common sense, these tougher issues become much harder to move forward. It's not impossible, but I'd prefer to be in a climate where we can work on it together to move we'll things faster because we need it.
1: Okay. All righty, uh, so now you I believe you have a couple of other challengers. Uh, are there any events that are that you have coming up uh, uh, before the election day, which is just you know a couple weeks mm-hmm. away, february twenty eighth uh, uh, are there any yeah. events that you and your campaign are putting out?
5: Yeah, we're having an event on February fifteenth called I love 40 right after the on Valentine's Day. So neighbors can come to Fireside, which is at 5739 North Ravenswood um, from 6 to 8 p.m. And really what we want to do is what we've always done since beginning to come to office, and that's just bringing neighbors together. Like if if I can hear what the concerns are, what the priorities need to be, and just how how things are going in your neighborhood, right? Are there potholes to fix? Do we need to focus on tree trims? Um, I want to hear that because, again, when we have that open-minded communication and people understand how government works, it helps make our office that much better in meeting those needs.
1: Yeah. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. Let me tell you, uh, uh Andre Vasquez, uh alderman of the 40th ward, I I really have been like very very happy with with what you have done for for our ward, for our neighborhood. Your transparency and communications with your constituents is, is spot on. Um so thank you. And I do what you were talking about with like your style of leadership, saying, you know, being aggressive or is it something that's that's kind of like aggressive but still a little bit more open and a little more, you know, kumbaya. Let's say, uh-huh. you know, there's yeah. something. That your leadership style is, uh, I, is aces to me. So, congratulations on on a fabulous uh, first term. Hopefully, you will you will have a second term. Just a reminder that election day is February 28th. I do want to talk to you about putting in a flashing yellow light, a yellow arrow. At uh, Rose Hill and Ashland and Clark, going north. He's been dying to. Ask I've been us. dying to. <laughs> <laughs> we
5: need to as you said, we need to fix Ashland in general. Yeah. we're working on making sure infrastructure is built better and, people, and safe streets are there for all. So again, right, me hearing you from you as a constituent, that is how we improve. So I want to thank you for saying
1: that. <laughs> You're welcome. It is the it is a mere drop of the bucket. It's just a slight inconvenience for me because I'd come home late at night and i have to sit at a very long yacht, red, red yeah, light. Yeah,
0: Wayne, there's no traffic <laughs> out. It's <laughs> ridiculous.
1: It's so stupid. No,
5: I mean, look, we all know, right, government is all of the above. So you all send it on through. We want to make sure we're open, open, effective, and accountable.
1: All right. Well, I will. I will send in my official request.
0: Oh, the for the fl- flashing I, I, my, yellow listen,
1: light. My hats <laughs> off to every
0: alderman in this city because they get every kind of complaint and question, and and also trying to do the business of the city, getting the environmental group together, and some of the things you're mentioning. You know, making sure that comed is held, or was a comed, yeah. That, mm. that, that that you know that they're held to the right. Uh, uh you know level of of, of uh, responsibility so you know i my, every alderman i can see why some of them are retiring cuz it is a tough tough job um but you know it sounds like you've been doing a great job and uh keep up the good work
5: oh thank you so much i i appreciate you saying that and whether you're in the 40th ward or not Y'all pay our salary with those taxes, so you can send, send the complaints on over. We'll <laughs>
1: All right. Good to know. Great. All right. Get ready for your inbox to be flooded. Uh, again, <laughs> just a reminder, the uh, election day is February 28th. Uh, get to know your candidates. Uh, Alderman Andre Vasquez of the 40th Ward, thank you so much for taking time out today. Thank you for the uh, really great job that you've been doing uh, over the last three and a half years. And best of luck at the end of February.
5: Yeah, thank you all so much. Y'all have a great day, and uh, we'll see what happens in the next two months, right? Knock on wood. And <laughs>
1: there's There's wood being knocked right now. Uh, <laughs> all righty, we have got to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be speaking with Madeline Miley, Director of mm-hmm. Events and Special Initiatives for AIDS Foundation in Chicago about something sweet and judgmental, like me. So stick <laughs> around. You're listening to Out Chicago right here on WCPT.
0: Welcome back to Out Chicago on Chicago's Progressive Talk. Can I get you another
1: Bellini? Well, yes, Stephanie Miller, you can get another Bellini for us. Thank you so much. I haven't heard her offer us Bellinis in a long time. It's been a while. It's been a moment. Nice to hear But only especially if those Bellinis are chocolate. Oh yes. Chocolate blinis. Everything chocolate. Everything chocolate because you know what the world of chocolate. Chicago's sweetest party and fundraiser benefiting AIDS Foundation Chicago returns in person mm-hmm. on February 17th at Union Station. I'm super excited because I get to be a judge. Lucky. So I get to eat and pass judgment. Two of my favorite activities. <laughs> and yes, I'm super excited that Madeline Miley, Director of Events and Special Initiatives for AIDS Foundation Chicago, is able to join us today. Madeline, welcome to the show.
4: Thank
6: you so much for having me. And we're really excited to have you pass some judgment. Oh I'm my gosh. Yay, get ready. Staff.
1: I am so excited to pass judgment. I can't even tell you. I do it so silently <laughs> uh, most of the days. And now I get to do it like vocally. It's going to be fun. I can't, I can't wait great I know <laughs> i have also been trying to figure out like what to wear that's always a big thing for me I no know. I know. you'll I know figure it out I'll <laughs> figure it out I know I've got this brown a brown velvet jacket oh, that, sounds I'm like, that sounds chocolatey. that sounds chocolatey right mm-hmm. there we are but anyway any hoozles, enough about me let's talk about you uh, could you remind <laughs> our listeners about the mission and history of AIDS Foundation in Chicago and all the incredible work that you do
6: absolutely Absolutely. Um, AIDS Foundation Chicago has been around since 1985 here in the city. Um, You know, initially our mission was to help folks who were HIV positive or who were experiencing AIDS really die with dignity. Um, Thankfully, in 2023, it's a completely different landscape. Mm -hmm. Folks are thriving, living healthy lives. Um, They are HIV positive and, you know, really living life to the fullest. So our mission now and, you know, in our 37th year here of serving the city and the state is to just make sure that um, we create health equity and justice for those who are HIV positive or those who are vulnerable to HIV.
1: Yes, and great and, and great, and also we're a part of you're part of uh, getting to zero that initiative mm-hmm, for does. the for the state of Illinois, which is zero by twenty thirty is that the right date?
6: yes yes that's the target date um this plan um, we released you know right before the the pandemic started um and so far based on our our stats were still on track so so we have partnered with um you know community partners all throughout the state of Illinois and the plan is to get to zero get to a functional zero by 2030 um there's many many aspects and, and tasks part of this plan but you know hopefully the goal is to make sure that we're at functional zero which means you know folks who um know their status that's the most important thing is yes. knowing their their HIV status um and making sure that folks are connected to care um There was science put out um, a couple of years ago called U equals U. So that means if there um, are undetectable HIV loads in your blood work and you are not passing on HIV to a sexual partner or anybody else that comes into contact. So that was a huge discovery um, and has really changed, you know, the landscape for folks who are HIV positive um, or vulnerable to it. So um, with that uh, knowledge and understanding, um, we're really uh, excited and um, hopeful that we'll reach functional zero by 2030. Absolutely,
1: Great. absolutely. Great. No, you might not be able to answer this. It, it just it just came to me while you were speaking. But sure. Be, but did how did the pandemic affect the rate of transmission uh, of HIV? Mm, I mean, you might you not know, be able to answer I, that because that's like some scientific data and all that stuff, but did d-
6: yeah, um I don't have the answer to that. Um, I know that typically, That uh, data that's collected by the health department and other community agencies typically take about a year or two. uh, Right, so we'll probably be getting them figure out. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I would think in the next year or so we'll 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 know. But it looks but it looks like at least what we've seen, it hasn't set us back. On the getting to zero plan, which
1: is which is helpful. Great. Right. Okay. I, yeah. I, sorry. Thank you for taking that question like a pro, mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, <laughs> you have no idea about this. This is so not, not where, where your expertise lies. Yours lies in uh, events and special initiatives, uh, and yes. you've got this incredible <laughs> event coming up: the World of Chocolate at the gorgeous Union Station. It's one of my favorite oh. buildings in the entire city and that's saying it's a lot so because telling. this city is stunning. Um so what is in store when the world of chocolate finally returns in person on February 17th?
6: I know, we are so excited. We haven't hosted this event since 2019. Um, so we're calling it our grand return, both to like indoor special events and our grand return to Union Station. We haven't hosted this event there um, in quite some time. So we are so excited to be in that just gorgeous space. Like you said, it just it just speaks for itself, it's, it's stunning. Um, and we like to call it the Global Chocolate Tour. It's a three hour um, kind of open bar, open chocolate uh, party. It's super fun um as folks come into union station they'll receive a literal passport so they're encouraged to stop by every single chocolate that's on site we have 22 confirmed for this year's event which uh-huh. is amazing I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll get,
0: you get to judge all 22. It'll oh, be
1: fantastic. I might have to judge them twice or yeah, three times maybe. I, I, I'm, looking at,
0: yes. I'm looking at the list here, Madeline. And uh, yes. one thing that popped out to me from Black Rosie Pastry slash Steel City Bakery, bananas, mm-hmm. foster bonbons, and a savory mole, di- mole dish. And choco rum libation. I mean, it's all right there. That
1: sounds horrible. Incredible. That sounds awful. I will have to eat all of them so that nobody will have to suffer through that. Good.
0: Sure, right. <laughs> right. Something for everyone. It's not I just know. pieces of chocolate. You've got chocolate in a mole. You've got in in cocktails. I'm seeing and in typical ways of, exactly. of getting chocolate. So, oh my. And here's another yes. one. Yes. S'mores bar with rosemary rice crispy treats. Oh.
6: Mm, I know. <laughs> oh my
0: God. I love chocolate. I
4: yeah, did. So
6: that's a good example. Yeah. We have um, both sweet, uh, savory, and libation categories that all of these chocolatiers are competing in. So. Um, Black rose that you just mentioned is actually competing in all three, so they will have a uh, sample offering from all three categories, but. Um I I am really excited to work with Black Rose Pastries. We actually just put out um, a video talking with uh, Chef Blake Shelton from there. Um, he is an incredible story. Um, he's a, a longtime Southsider um, here in Chicago, um, and actually won a season of Sugar Rush on Netflix. So
4: oh, so I can't wait to see what
0: he has. I know. <laughs> so where's it, they're located here in Chicago? Obviously, that they have a Black Rose. Yes. Oh, yeah. cool! I got because I'm not going to be able yeah. to make the. But I I want to seek these people out. I this, know, this right? Looks, looks fantastic. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah. Especially with the Valentines. Absolutely. Uh, so we've got 22 chocolatiers now. Everybody can can go and sample and take this passport. They're going around the globe. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. So now, but but who who ultimately gets to pass judgment?
6: You know, um, we have seven fantastic media uh, sh- judges that are coming in that will be judging on all three of those categories and best in business class. But if you are an attendee, you can also pass judgment. We encourage everybody to, <laughs> to stop by all of them. Um, and there's a People's Choice Award, which honestly might be the most coveted award. Of you course.
1: Know? Of course, yeah. we want to know what everybody thinks, not just what the just stupid the me has to think. Yes. You know, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you for fully embracing the whole passing judgment uh, uh, <laughs> thing. With <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so now we finally got the, the the event open. It's going to be there. So we've got 22 chocolatiers. What else is going to be uh, at the event?
6: Yes, great question. Um, there's an open bar, which is always a highlight. Um, there'll be some other appetizers around as well in case you're somehow hungry after sampling <laughs> the 22 with um, I don't know how you
1: could thing- be, but-,
4: <laughs> but I don't hey. know, hey. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
6: But hey, if you are, we have extra food for you. Fabulous. Um, my favorite part is the punch board. Um, this is kind of our version of a of a live auction. Mm-hmm. So we have a giant board with numbers on it, and you can donate um, anywhere between fifty to five hundred dollars, and you literally get a punch through a number in the wall, and a prize is handed toward uh, to you through the wall. So if you're donating fifty, you know your prize will be um, at least fifty dollar value, or even higher in return. So, it's a nice little game of chance, you know, to see what you might mm-hmm. get. And all I these are,
1: love a I punch know. board. I love a punch board so much. I've actually worked a punch board on yeah. the other side, which is very a little creepy. You know, should be like hands coming, hand's through. coming through and you're like Force having to like <laughs> give them something. But you know, yeah. but, but it's <laughs> so much fun because you know like you're like it's you're making a, it's you know you're going to get at least 50 bucks yeah, and it's, worth for stuff. Exactly. it's for a great cause. Uh, Absolutely. You know, uh, yeah. Who, who are some of the items Like what are some of the items That people are going to be Able to punch through Cause yes. I know- Oh my gosh We have we have some great
6: stuff from local businesses, restaurants. Um, you know, looking at the list, we have Unabridged Bookstore, which is like my favorite small business in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wonder Museum, Let Us Entertain You, which has a bunch of restaurants in the city. Um, Giordano Dance, if you want to catch a little theater and a performance. Um, and we have a really cool um, distillery tour of Cobalt.
1: Oh. Oh. Yeah. Like, you know, look, I you know, I love prizes, 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 and I love chocolate, chocolate, <laughs> chocolate and passing judgment. Like this is going to be so much fun to actually be back in person uh, at Union Station on February seventeenth. But for folks who can't make the event, is there gonna be a virtual component or any sort of like silent auction or online raffle or something like that?
6: Yeah, um everything is actually in person this year. Right. Okay. Um we're really looking forward to. But you can always make a donation um, either through the event page or just at AIDS Foundation Chicago. Uh, you know, uh, just generally to us, we would love to have your support. Even if you have five dollars, you know, an extra uh save your coffee for tomorrow morning on Monday. We um we would we appreciate any any donation. So that's one way to participate. Um, and then I'll also plug we have our um, annual meeting that happens every year. It's a free event at our office. Uh, This will be at the end of March so you can come on down and and still support in person. um, Check out what ASC has been up to in the community for the past year.
1: Yeah. And again, thankfully, you know, those of us who who remember the the AIDS epidemic, the HIV AIDS epidemic, which we're still living Mm -hmm. through, you know, the the incredible amount of progress that we have made in terms of it's no longer a death sentence. People are thriving uh, and living mm-hmm. healthy, productive lives. And now with this new initiative, you know, to get to zero by twenty thirty. So undetectable means untransmissible. That like that whole thing, it, it's such a huge thing, and people people forget about that. And and yeah. and younger folk, you know, who have who have come along you know they don't fully understand the true horrors that it was ravaged upon the LGBTQ community at the time so you know, when when you are, if like you said, if you've got five bucks, you know why not just you know just make it a, a little donation to AIDS Foundation Chicago because this work that you do is so important and it has saved countless lives. Actually, not countless. Yeah. You there, you can actually put a number mm-hmm. to the lives yeah. that have been <laughs> yeah, saved. Sure. You Absolutely. know, and that and that is one of the best. Things about the work that you do, and just just to remind our listeners, you know, HIV/AIDS is it is not done. We are still fighting, yeah. and we're still trying to help reduce stigma. We're still helping try to help with prevention, uh, help with with treatment. And AIDS Foundation Chicago is involved in all of that. So, oh yeah, yeah. So, and,
0: and ticket prices start at one fifty, so it's reasonable. You can you. you can buy different packages, but you know that's a that's a
1: to get all you get, and
0: for a great cause, and
1: for a great cause, and to be yes. ba- like in one of the most iconic buildings in Chicago.
0: Oh my gosh,
6: I know. It's gonna be stunning. Um, There's so much on site that you can participate in. It's like really a great bang for your buck. Plus, you said it's a nice charitable evening out and it's right after Valentine's Day. So, you know, if you need a reason to to go out on the town, like this is a fantastic opportunity. Take your significant other out, get dressed up, come sample some chocolate, and support um, the Getting to Zero Illinois plan.
1: Yeah, and Mm -hmm. you know what? If you are if you are truly a Valentine person, you know that going out on Valentine's Day is for amateurs. So save the big night out and come out on the 17th. That's what I say.
6: That's Ugh. right. Yes, and like all of these things that are, um, all these uh, dishes that'll be available. You know, a lot of times our uh, chocolatiers utilize this opportunity to to sample something new. So even if you see some of these businesses that you might recognize or hotels that you've been to, they may be showcasing something that is not on their typical oh, menu. Definitely, so I can even yeah. If you go out on Valentine's Day, um, they may not have what they're serving at
1: World of Chocolate. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. yep. Totally, one hundred percent but look and also here's the thing it's a great way to actually to meet new local businesses you know uh, Ellen is just yeah. drooling over here at the website <laughs> she's going like I need that but that banana Fosters thing you know uh, with uh, a chocolatier that she had never heard of so it's like all yeah. right so now like it's yeah, a way definitely. to like support the community uh, local businesses as well as supporting the uh, Chicago uh, the Ace Foundation in Chicago in their efforts to to get to zero so uh, it Madeline, Miley, yeah. I'm so. How can people get tickets? First of all, <laughs>
2: great
6: question. Yes, so this this um, website is a little long, unfortunately, but you can also always find it on agechicago.org or any of our social media. Um, but the actual event page is action.agechicago.org and then backslash
1: chocolate23. All right. Get or just go to AIDSChicago.org. It's going to be a little <laughs> bit <laughs> easier, <weird. laughs> which will go <laughs> know, out there. And it'll pop up all over the place. Yeah. But also, <laughs> if you, that's a great way to go if you aren't able to make the event or attend to the the meeting that's going to be happening oh. in March. You can find out a little bit more about what this organization's been up to, about the work that they plan to continue doing, and ways that you can continue to support it. So go to AIDSChicago.org. Okay, yeah. um, Madeline, i I cannot wait to to see your face and to stuff my face with a bunch of chocolate uh, at the hey, world of chocolate, at the world of chocolate on on February seventeenth at Union Station. Madeline Miley. Hey. Thank you for taking time out today. and I will see you soon.
6: Thank you. Yes, and see you in on the 17th. We're looking forward to it. Wonderful. You better believe
1: it. Mm. Great job. Thank you, Madeline. We're going to keep looking through this Thanks. chocolate Bye menu. I know. Yeah, oh, we gotta, we're going to look through this chocolate menu while uh, while we take a break. Uh, oh, but actually, I just realized. But before we go, that this part of our oh, never mind. We're going to go to a break. Uh, uh, let's <laughs> do that. We'll do that later. We're going to go to a break when we get back. into the final thrilling, show-stopping moments about Chicago right here on WCPT.
6: This is Renee Taylor. You're listening to Out Chicago. WCPT 820.
1: Every time. I know. Every, Every time. She makes me smile. She makes us both smile. Ah, <laughs> oh, welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff. She Ellen was Miller. fantastic. She was fantastic. She's like, she could be Natasha Lyonne. Yeah. Maybe Natasha Lyonne one day will be Renee Taylor. <laughs> Maybe. It's when she gets home. She's on her way. Yeah, she is. I think. But she needs to do something. She needs a little conditioner. Natasha. hmm That's her trademark. Mm.
0: She's got the frizzy hair or what?
1: Yeah. Oh, girl. She's got this crazy hair. I still can't believe you haven't seen, but I'm a cheerleader.
0: I know. I never heard of
1: it. (sighs) I was...
0: Not watching television back that then. That wasn't television. It was in oh, the movie, movie theater. That oh, was, was back it? before we had all this <laughs> <I> stuff. <laughs> it was back in the
1: olden times <laughs> when heard. dinosaurs roamed I... the earth and yeah. And
0: boy, I got to catch and up. And Clinton
1: was in the White House. Oh, I think yeah. <laughs> it was. It was a while oh, ago. Oh yeah, the good old days. Yeah. No, oh wait, but before we begin this part about Chicago, was uh, brought to you by Team Hawkburg. Hey, listen, if you're selling your home or uh, purchasing a new home and would like to save thousands of dollars, you need to call Team Hawkburg your trusted local lender. Look, Team Hochberg is offering everyone their Perks at Work benefit through the end of April. Listen up, because it can save you thousands of dollars the next time you buy or sell a home. Here's how it works, okay, Ellen? Yes. When a I Team Hockberg Affiliated Realtor sells your home, they'll reduce their fee up to 1%. And when a Team Hockberg Affiliated Realtor helps you purchase a home, you will receive up to 1% of their commission on a closing cost credit. Team Hockberg will credit their loan organization fee and their affiliated attorney will reduce his fee. A couple saved close to nine grand using perks at work when they sold their home and purchased a new home. So, to learn how you can save thousands of dollars the next time you uh, buy or sell a home, give Team Hawkberg a call at 855 56 David or visit 56David.com. That's 855 563 2843 or 56David.com, lower.com, equalizing lender, NMLS 1124061 saving money there we go and say oh i almost lost my my my, my damn mind Why? last night okay so we uh ended up going over to we have you know i'm a drag race fan yeah i know and now they've moved you know they keep moving networks and everything and you have to I'm like, i don't have mtv i don't i don't i don't get to pay Who watches it, for it. it anymore anyway? no because it's, there's no music on mtv no so we went over to a friend's house to watch Drag Race because mm. we have to watch it a day late. Right. That happened. Wonderful time. But then I also have like crazy people who I'm friends with, and they were talking about this show called For the Love of Dilfs that is hosted by none other than Stormy Daniels. Mm-hmm. And can you explain what Dilfs are? For I those? can't on the radio. <laughs> it's a Dad I'd like to. Oh yeah. Okay. Friend. Friend, close, close, to close, to, to to a dad. I'd like to friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an, it's okay. I hate hate reality dating shows. I just hate oh, yeah. it. They're just they're Ugh. awful. I'm with That's you. I like this reality is. shows,
0: but not dating reality shows. I mean, and this so is ridiculous.
1: I love a reality show. You know, I love a reality show. Love it! I know. Have a competition. Me too. There we go. But this one, where they're competing, it just doesn't make any. It's you know, it's all fake. The people are usually awful. And this one, it's weird because it's like you have, like, you have a group of daddies, yeah, and a group of their word, not mine, himbos, himbos. Yes. Okay. No, but you, you know. Oh, yeah. Little muscular, mm-hmm. oh. young, also known as twinks. Oh yeah, within the community. Yes, I know. There that. we are. I know that. Sorry. They're coming in to see if they can find love between the generations, and for some reason, Stormy Daniels is hosting Stormy. this thing.
0: How did they come up with Stormy I Daniels? I
1: know. To somebody host this. is trying to like make her a queer icon, and they just need more work. Because I've never seen somebody look more uncomfortable. Oh, I'm. First sure. of all, she has more dialogue than I didn't order a pizza um, that she has to deliver that she's used to, usually used to delivering. It's just weird. But like, I was watching this. It was filled with every negative stereotype of gay men I think oh. you could possibly imagine. I just sat there like. Sounds horrible. I was, my eyes, I was, I had, to, I left the room a couple of times. I'm just like, I can't watch this thing. And it's, it was like, see, this is, you're giving the GOP all of the talking points oh, <laughs> that they want based on this one stupid show, which mm. nobody's watching. No. But it just, it blew, it was just like, this, this exists. And it made me sad. It made me so sad. Except there is one contestant named Tony Canoli, who um, I'm sure is his real name. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, Tony Canoli. Yeah. Uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. But it made me so sad. I just watching it. I kept. I kept. <laughs> I, I was watching it, going like, people chained themselves to buildings, and people died, to give us rights, so that you can have this show, this show. It was just really sad. I'm like, come on, talk about representation. Representation oh, matters, yeah. which leads me to the Dion Warwick. Yeah, I've been uh, hearing doc, really good things. Oh since my been back gosh, because it. it's tonight's the Grammys. We should do some some mm. music things. Mm. You know, there's a new documentary on on the HBO Max mm-hmm. uh, with Dion Warwick called uh, "Don't Make Me Over." Um, it's so good yeah. and there's still a moment where i have to like pinch myself then like i actually got oh, to you spend interviewed five, i interviewed early
0: in our show a couple years into the yeah, show yeah I, I
1: got to sit yes you did a beautiful at, like interview four feet DM. away and i did not cry no you did as i am wont to do i usually burst into tears she's she was amazing incredible the documentary just goes into just even more about like what an incredible power she was, and still is. Yeah. She's amazing. Um, but one story that really that stood out to me through this whole thing was, uh, you, throughout the documentary, they have people who are like commenting about like, what a rich life she is and what a game changer she was. I mean, she was the first black woman to win the Grammy for best... I think best pop vocal, either or, best pop vocal yeah. or best pop song. But she was the first black woman to win that award in that category as like she was wow, truly yeah. the first crossover
0: Well Ba bacharach and Hal David's yes, music the, was the what three was,
1: of them together were just was, ah, yeah. It was, magic. It was the
0: sixties and that that's that music was just everywhere.
1: And they didn't know where to put her because yeah. it wasn't R and B, it right. wasn't popular music, it was this strange New thing, mm-hmm. and they were mm. so you learn all of that. But then, one of the best things for me was watching uh Snoop Dogg, who had been like he was always in the cutaways and doing the confessionals, like not confessionals, but like hey, so this is what she did, and blah blah blah. Well, there was one day when Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, like all those, all those LA mm-hmm. uh hip hop artists who were really like on, on there, like a meteoric rise, um, Dionne Warwick reached out to them to be like, hi, I'm inviting you over to my house. You will be here on Wednesday at 7 o'clock in the morning. And they were all like, oh, oh, Dionne. Oh, no, Dion Warwick is calling us. Like, they were there at 6.52. They were there early. She invited them in. She met, like... They she sat them down, she gave them the coffee and whatever and breakfast and everything. And she was like, Representation matters and what you do matters. Now I want you to call me a bitch. To my face. To my face. Because that is what you do, what you call women in all of your songs. And they were all like of oh, the hum, 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 no. hum, hum, hum. but you're Miss Warwick. You're Miss like hmm Yes, I'm Miss Warwick. But everybody is Miss Warwick. Right so on. think about that.
0: I wonder if they changed their ways at all. Well, that. I
1: don't think they did necessarily <laughs> like, think... quite as much, but you could <laughs> tell. About it. But you could tell, but like throughout you could even tell, you know, now like Snoop Dogg is like BFFs with Martha Stewart. Yeah, right. You know, the fact that you could see in his chunk of the documentary where he was talking, is like he was really. He's like. I hope. I hope that she can see that I've I've become she, a good man. Good? You know, like that's. It's it's her, phenomenal. That is so wonderful. So you got to make sure that you you.
0: Yeah, my musician, my music friends have been uh, talking about it on Facebook. I noticed since I got home and how great it is. It's so, so
1: good. It's yeah. just like if you want some like, hear great music. Understand the voice that yeah. that Dionne Warwick has had. You know, like all this stuff. Her her fight for for AIDS research. Yes, yeah, that's what forefront. friends are for. Yeah. She was she's always just stepping she in. So yeah. so there we go. Anyway, oh. just highly recommend our tips for the week. There yeah. we are, and then the Grammys are on tonight. Grammys,
0: yeah, you know I end up watching them because even though I, I look at them the whole time, I'm like why I don't even know these people anymore, and you know some of the categories, but. There is a brand new category that uh, we were talking earlier about, your video games that you love. Yeah. Did you know that there is a best song written for visual media this year, first time?
1: Is that for video games? Yes, yes, oh. it is.
0: Yes, it's for um, a songwriter award for a song, melody, or lyrics written specifically for motion picture television, video games, or other visual media, and uh, released for the first time during the eligibility award uh, year. Huh. so. Apparently, there's video gamers like to go to these concerts where they actually there's been some performing of these of this music. Uh, I happened to see on Sunday, Sunday morning this uh, CBS this morning, where they talked about in the old days with like Donkey Kong and the Mario Brothers, those right. little electronic little songs. But now they're very they're very, very fully produced and, fully and, produced, and, and uh, gamers were being interviewed and said that that's really a part of the whole experience. So there you go. There's all
1: righty, be, <laughs> well, I bet you that will be given out before the awards are oh, televised.
0: Yeah. As, the, the, <laughs> as always, the awards I'm interested in, like the Blues Awards and the Zydeco. Yeah, and the,
1: that's never that's televised. That's
0: never televised. Um, but and then there's know. a
1: whole slew of best new artists who I'm like, hmm? Uh, huh, huh? uh,
0: yeah, huh? I I was looking huh? at the list this morning. and
1: But this might be the year, and this is all what people are just mumbling n- about, yeah. is that uh, Beyonce, who's won... She's won more Grammys, I believe, than any yeah. solo recording artist yeah. that she will finally get her album of the year for Renaissance. So who knows? It could happen. Queen B could Lizzo happen. might swoop in. And then Adele is there as well. Is Adele on the album of the year? Uh, Adele for 30? is
0: on, yes, she's up for 30. The album yeah. of the year is ABBA. Where do they come from?
1: They did this back. whole weird virtual thing.
0: And, ba- and Bad Bunny and Beyonce and uh, Mary J. Blige, another great mm-hmm. one. Brandi Carlisle, Coldplay. Mm-hmm. And, Kendrick
1: Lamar, oh, and, Kendrick, and Kendrick Lamar. And Lizzo. And Kendrick Lamar, And
0: Harry Styles. They're all up for both. Yeah,
1: well, so. There we go. There we go. There we go. That's on be tonight. Exciting on tonight. There we go. Um, and I want to thank all of our guests uh, t- that came on the show today: Lisa Turner from El Pack, Alderman Andre Vasquez, and Madeline Miley. Devin, you're amazing. Thank you. Tune into the Devon. Sports Cubicle at nine. Paul, perfectly acceptable as always. Wonderful. There we are. Ella Miller, welcome back. Thank you, so so good happy to be back to next to you. See you for a little bit. Uh, and I'm Scott Duffin. Until next week, stay, stay proud. proud.
3: Tom Hartman Look at what happened to the gas prices in the three months leading up to the election. This, this is, in my yeah. mind, proof positive that the CEOs of the fossil fuel industry, who hate Democrats and hate Biden, wanted to bring down the Democratic Party.